0: You're listening to A Journey with Chris and American English. Hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of my podcast, Language History as a Language Learning Tip. In the last episode, we talked about language learning tips, reading native material, translating song lyrics into English, and shadowing. As with those tips, these are also some tips that are specific to English, but not necessarily. We are focusing on English here because that is the theme of the podcast. In this episode, I want to focus on a short history of the English language. You may wonder, what does history of the language have to do with language learning? Well, quite a lot actually. It is only by knowing where we have come from that we can know where we are going. In My language learning journey, I have not only found it fascinating to learn about the history of a language, but I have also found it to be very insightful. It has also allowed me to gain a greater understanding of the language as well. With that being said, let's talk a little bit about the history of the language. English as an Indo-European language English is an Indo-European language. This means that it is related to the majority of languages spoken within Europe. There are too many to name here, but if you can think of an Indo-European language, then it's probably related to English, at least indirectly. However, English belongs to the Germanic family of languages. More specifically, it is a West Germanic language, This means that it is directly related to languages like German, Dutch, Flemish, Luxembourgish, Afrikaans, etc. It is also related to the various dialects and languages spoken in those areas. It is also indirectly related to Swedish, Icelandic, Norwegian, Danish, etc., as these are the North Germanic languages. You might be asking yourself, what about East and South? Unfortunately, the East Germanic languages died out a long time ago. The last known East Germanic language was Gothic, and it stopped being used around the 18th century. As for the South, well, it doesn't exist. Let me explain. There have been some attempts to create a unified definition of what South Germanic languages are and should be, but there's no overarching definition. I'm going to have to gloss over a lot of details because the information is very dense. Therefore, I encourage you to go out and do your own research as well. If, however, this is a topic that interests you, we can definitely work on it in future episodes. English can be roughly divided up into three stages. Old English, Middle English, and Early Modern English. Old English. Old English lasted from the 5th century up until 1066. Why such a specific date? We'll get there in a moment. English originally came from what is now known as the northern part of Germany. The Germanic tribes, the Angles, the Saxons, and the Jutes migrated to England in the 5th century where they took up permanent settlement. Over the next couple hundred years, English was influenced by the surrounding languages such as Latin and the Celtic languages. There are a few things that make Old English very distinct from Modern English. First, it had a case system. Well, what does this mean? If you are a speaker of German or Icelandic, then this will be something that is very familiar to you. Simply put, the word is marked depending on how it is used in a sentence. There are four cases. Nominative meaning the subject of the sentence, accusative, meaning the direct object, dative, the indirect object, and the genitive, the possessive marker. Now, all four of these cases are still present in modern German and Icelandic, but they have died out for the most part in modern English. Middle English. A lot of the grammatical features, such as the case system, were lost mostly due in part to the influence of the French language. In 1066, the English lost to the French, and as a result, English stopped being the official language of the land, of England. It was superseded by Norman French, a dialect of French that was widely spoken at the time and still has a lot in common with modern day French. Due to the French influence on the English language, one would be led to think that French and English are somehow related. As I mentioned before, it would be more appropriate to think of them as cousins. Nothing more, nothing less. The influence that French had on English was, grammatically speaking, relatively minimal. It did not necessarily introduce new factors, but rather made Old linguistic features disappear. French also caused there to be a lot of duplicates in English. So, if you examine the culinary vocabulary, you'll see that a lot of these words are indeed from French, not English. For example, when referring to the animal, you would say swine, or "so" or pig. But when referring to the meat of the animal, you would refer to it by using the French word pork. Note the pronunciation is not French, but English. This is true of almost all French loan words in English. Early Modern English and Modern English. This is the period that is mistakenly referred to as Old English. From our modern day perspective, it might seem old, but this form of the language is closer and much more intelligible to our modern form of English. It was during this time that England slowly started creating a global empire and spreading its language across the world. This is due to them wanting to create various colonies and increase their influence. Although early modern English does seem somewhat unusual to a modern speaker, it is, for the most part, intelligible. It's its most famous writer, Shakespeare, had such a great influence during his lifetime that it is often referred to as Shakespearean English. The reigning queen at the time, Queen Elizabeth I of England, also lends her name to the Sage of English, and it is sometimes referred to as Elizabethan English. A lot of the features, such as thou instead of you, or the conjugation of verbs such as thou hast instead of you have are remnants of Middle English that survived in early modern English. Therefore, most educated speakers of English are at least aware of these terms, even if they don't necessarily use them. Most of this knowledge comes from the King James Bible, 1611, or Shakespeare himself. Both have had a great influence on the English language, so much so that at least a rudimentary knowledge of both will help you with improving your English language skills. So, before we go, I want to talk about some expressions from early modern English. Two of them are, it's Greek to me, and the writing is on the wall. These are two very well-known phrases from Shakespeare and the Bible, respectively. It's Greek to me means that you don't understand something. So, if I present you with a text or a problem that you don't understand, you could reply with, it's all Greek to me. The writing is on the wall means that there are clear signs that something is going to fail basically you see a sign and know that something bad is going to happen. So, that was it for today's episode. Next week, I want to go into depth about the French and Latin influence on the English language. This episode was more about a brief overview of the history of the language. I hope that has inspired you to go out and do your own research as well. If you liked it, please let me know by commenting on my blog or sending me an email. Alright, take care and enjoy the rest of your day.